0: Good morning, Twin Cities. Good morning, Pet Appreciators, and welcome to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. I'm Kathy Menard, your host here, and our wonderful co-host, Dr. Nicole Peralt, is actually off today. Um, and to be honest, I can't quite remember if she's back on next week or the week after, but she'll definitely be back. But Pet Appreciators, as I mentioned briefly at the end of last week's show... Um we have a wonderful guest today. She's a repeat guest. She's been on the show before but but a number of years ago. Um and I'd like to introduce her and get right into it because it's a topic I know we are all hungry for and can never learn enough of. Um so our guest today is Sarah Whitman. Um Sarah uh, is calling in I, I believe from the East Coast at least I think she was last time and uh, Sarah is um the the founder of a wonderful website and pet appreciators, keep this website in mind. Write it down. Type it in your phone right now or your notebook or whatever. But dogfoodcoach.com. And I know through the years we've mentioned that um, as people, um, you know, as topics come up. And, and we mentioned uh, that website as a, as a uh, resource for sure. But, again, she's the founder of dogfoodcoach.com. Uh, Sarah has um, a master's in um nutrition holistic master of master of science in um, holistic nutrition and has a strong strong focus on canine nutrition for many many years and sarah welcome back to the pet connection show i'm so grateful you're able to call in today how are you
1: Oh, hi. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm
0: doing fine. How are you? Oh good too. and just uh, you have come up so many times on the show through through the years since you've been on, and i um, so happy to to have you back. I know that oh, one okay. of the things um that we're gonna get into maybe not right off the back because i I definitely want you to start Sarah by giving everybody information about your your website and what what it gives to us you know what we can get out of it and and all the different components. so I'll let you get into that first. But I do know that there's a lot of listeners who have been interested and concerned um, about um, this sort of rise, at least we've been hearing hearing about it around here, in um, cardiac issues with dogs that really shouldn't have cardiac issues and possibly Mm -hmm. the the connection to a grain-free diet. But, you know, that's all I know. Dr. Nicole, uh, you know, has tried to keep up with it but would much rather have a nutritionist or a cardiologist tackle this Um, so we'll get into that for sure but why don't we start by you just telling us about your great website and all the different components about it
1: okay well thank you Um, well I sort of see my website as a labor of love Um, I've been home cooking for my own dogs for about 10 years so it's something that I practice myself and I wanted to just share that that joy with other people because I really have seen a difference in my own dogs. And um, my last dog, she lived to a ripe old age with no health problems. I really think that it was largely in part um, due to her, her home-cooked diet. So I'm doing the same for my, my current dog. And um, so my website is sort of a labor of love, and it offers many different things, including recipes, articles. I have an online class. Um, I have a newsletter. So I'm trying to offer as many different resources for people and different tools that people can choose from, um, all with the same sort of takeaway that uh, home cooking and, and real, what I call real food <laughs> is the best way to go, just like it is for us. Um, whole foods, good quality foods um, should be fed to our dogs too. And I think that's really a great way to keep them healthy in the long term. So that's the goal.
0: Oh, couldn't agree more. And again, it's dogfoodcoach.com, correct? Dog I got food, that right?
1: Dogfoodcoach.com, yes, you got
0: it. Okay. And, you know, scrolling through your your um, your website right now, Sarah, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's so many different, you know, options, like, you know, to become a member, to take a class, get a newsletter, yes. you know, get on the, the newsletter mailing list, that kind of thing. And it seems like there's always new, because I'll go to it periodically, and I'll I'll always find new recipes. Um, (laughs) And, you know, in my mind, Sarah, like when you're thinking of a new recipe or or for that matter, all the ones that you've developed, where do you begin? Like, do you begin like with everything's going to center around a protein source or everything is going to center around this and then we'll build on that? I mean, how do you where do you start?
1: Right. Well, this is something that's been evolving uh, for many years, and generally, yes, I like to start with a very good quality protein source, and I think we'll probably talk about that as far as the heart issues because that's that's important to choose the right kinds of protein sources. Um, so I will start with a good, highly digestible um, animal protein, and then around that, I um, I definitely want to include multiple vegetables because vegetables are so protective in so many ways, just like they are for us. So those two things, the animal protein and the um, very nutrient dense vegetables. And we can talk about what kinds of vegetables are good. And then there are other things that, that dogs should have. You know, there are all kinds of Things that you can add. I mean, there's there's healthy, beneficial oils like coconut oil and sardines and all kinds of things that will help round things out. Um, but I think it's it's definitely important to have a very good quality animal protein and some good quality vegetables, and then we build around that.
0: Okay. And what would some of those? Anim- can you just like maybe say what the animal proteins are and the good veggies?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, the protein sources are are things that are easily found in any grocery store. Turkey, chicken, beef, um, fish. Um, So those are the ones that I like to use the most. Turkey, chicken, beef. Those are really good. Um, And then eggs. Eggs is a good animal protein. Uh, Not meat, obviously, but... Um I also use a lot of eggs in my recipes because they have a lot of a lot of good nutrition. And then the vegetables, I like to cook first of all because they are more easily digested when they're cooked. So the cruciferous vegetables are very powerful, so that's broccoli, cauliflower, kale, um Brussels sprouts, but again cooked just so that the dogs can digest them a little better. And then, oh boy, and you there's boil- so many different things.
0: You boil them. I'm sorry. That's the best way to go. Is you um, boil them?
1: You know, it depends on the recipe. If I'm making uh, like a skillet recipe, I'll just put it. I'll put it right in the skillet. Everything together. That say ground turkey, vegetables, uh, sardines, eggs, anything else I'm putting in there, and just cook it all together. Um, for it depends on the recipe, but that kind of recipe would probably just take ten fifteen minutes.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then, besides the cruciferous vegetables, there are so many things. There are, um, asparagus, um, zucchini, um, <laughs> cucumbers, uh, all kinds of things. Just like for us, a wide range of different colors and, um, different types of vegetables can really, really give us a wide range of antioxidants. Um, so those are some good ones that I use. Are quite green, often. green beans and peas okay? That, you know, in limited uh, quantities, but again, that is something that we're probably going to talk about with the um, the dilated cardiomyopathy heart issues because some of these grain-free recipes are using peas and other legumes to sort of boost the protein content, but it's not the right kind of protein, so the dogs are not getting the right amino acids that they need to keep their heart healthy.
0: Okay, all
1: right. So, yeah, (laughs) it's kind of a sort of a complicated... It's a multifaceted sort of issue with the whole heart heart problem, um, but we can talk about that. So peas and green beans, I would say in small quantities, yes. Okay. But not a lot. I wouldn't I wouldn't make them the main focus.
0: Okay. Are they okay with, like, um, not part of the main meal as s- snacks or toppings? Yeah. Top
1: beans? I mean, yeah, again, in small quantities, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just don't want to make that the... the 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 main focus. And, okay. Um, and, and especially because there are so many other kinds of vegetables out there that have more powerful nutrition in them. So, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, carrots, peas, you know, green beans. Well, that's cool, but there's so much else out there that can really, I mean, protect the body in so many ways. So I think we should all take advantage of that and serve up a, a whole bunch of different kinds of things.
0: Oh, Yeah. I'm frantically yeah. writing, frantically frantically, because like, I have sure. a follow-up question with my peas and, and green sure. beans, but I'll, I'll do that here in a little bit. Um, um, and then, you know, one thing that I had asked Dr. Nicole, and she wasn't quite sure, so she said, you know what? Ask Sarah. <laughs> and so, you know, I'll often just, you know, I'll buy the the, the prepackaged carrots that have already been peeled, and they're like the little fingerling kind, like, um, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you'd put in a party tray or whatever.
2: And yep. so I'll mm-hmm. just
0: kind of toss a few of those in um the, you know, the main meal there for the dogs. And there's one of them that eats so fast. And then when she does, you know, when everything comes out the other end, those little yeah. carrots are still there. And I'm just <laughs> thinking, what was the point of that? I don't think she got any nutritional value out of that. And is that yes. part of the the whole, I mean, it might be just her issue because she doesn't, she eats so fast. But is that part of... um the whole digestive thing that you were saying, you know, it's better to cook them a little bit before.
1: Well, yes. I mean, I, the dog and my dogs can gulp, too. I mean, definitely. So, if I were to give my dog a big piece of carrot, I'm sure I would see <laughs> a piece later on. So, it's it's partially a, a gulping issue, right? But then, yeah, if you cook a carrot and you can mash it up, then there's a lot less chance of, of that happening. Okay. Okay. So I think it's, yeah, it's partially just, you know, they're gulping it down and
0: not being broken down right no i you know just another couple questions with that we did have a caller call in she or he did not want to stay in the line but the the engineer typed out that their question so we'll get to that right when we come back from the um the commercial break which is going to happen in about i don't know 30 seconds or so but also sarah you know when we were talking about vegetables when we come back let's start off with potatoes, sweet potatoes, and yams because I see those as ingredients a lot, especially in wet food but I didn't hear you mention those and so I'm not sure where they would fall and what you think would be the right amount, the right you know value of nutrition and that kind of thing so when we come back from the commercial break, I'm wondering if we can start off with <laughs> potatoes sweet potatoes sure. and yams uh, Pet Appreciators, sure. we are going into a commercial break, please stay with us
2: I'd like to thank over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners for choosing Warner Stellion to be their appliance specialist. Now through April 15th, get our guaranteed lowest price on a KitchenAid or Bosch dishwasher, then save more with trusted free installation. Save hundreds on amazing laundry pairs by Whirlpool, smart refrigerators by Samsung, and beautiful kitchen suites by LG. Save on more brands and get the unmatched services you've come to expect. Through April 15th, during Warner Stellion's customer appreciation Sale. Did you realize that Drink in the Style is available on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much every other podcast platform out there? You can listen to past episodes of Drink in the Style, or maybe download our really cool martini glass graphic, or just listen to your favorite episode again and again. But if you do, I need to ask you for a quick favor. Hop online and give us a five-star rating. It helps others find the show and also boosts my fragile ego. Drink in the Style. It's a great way to kill Sundays or really anytime at all.
3: Tom Hartman here for All Energy Solar. One of the myths about solar is that you save more if you wait. But waiting to switch can actually cost you more. While tax rebates make solar affordable, those rebates are often limited and decrease over time. So when you wait, you risk losing some of the incentives that make solar so easy to afford today. And besides, the sooner you get your all-energy solar system, the sooner you reduce or even eliminate that high electricity bill. Make the switch today at allenergysolar.com.
4: Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. Finding
5: the best foods the Twin Cities has to offer is easy with EatLocalMinnesota.com. Offering the top local and independently owned restaurants, EatLocalMinnesota.com has everything from burger joints to cocktails and fine dining. It's Greek to Me has been a family owned Lynn Lake landmark since 1982. Under new ownership, the Janakis Karas family offers classically inspired modern Greek cuisine in a sublime space with gracious hospitality. Be sure to visit their charming bar and explore wines and specialty drinks from Greece. Find It's Greek to Me at 626 West Lake Street in Minneapolis or at its itsgreektomemn.com. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club invites you to check out their beautiful facilities for your next special occasion. Book your wedding reception, retirement party, business dinner, or other special event with confidence, knowing their expert staff and award-winning chef will make it a big hit with your guests. Call today to get a quote. 763-571-9020. Seven six three five seven one nine zero two zero.
0: Thanks for sticking with us, Pet Appreciators. And if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. If you have any uh, comments or questions for our guest, Sarah Whitman of um, dogfoodcoach.com, always feel free to call in at 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. And I guess we are having a little technical issues um, in terms of having both guests and the callers on at the same time today but always call in and then just the engineer will type out your question just like he did you know with the last caller and we'll make sure to get it on um but before i get to that particular question from the caller if we could just go back to potatoes sweet potatoes and yams and i'm just curious you haven't mentioned those yet um as in you know important veggies or whatever fillers or part of the whole recipes and so i'm just wondering your thoughts on that and those items um
1: Yes. Uh, sweet potatoes are more nutritious than white potatoes. Um, I think all are fine, sweet potato, white potato. Um, those are all fine, um, but the sweet potato does have a little bit more nutrition. So, yeah, I probably should have mentioned those in my original list. Also, some fruits. You know, I didn't mention fruits yet. Um, fruits do have sugar, obviously, so you don't want to overload. But there are some really great fruits out there. I mean, blueberries, we know how healthy blueberries are. Um, blueberries, watermelon, cantaloupe So those are all excellent too And those you don't have to cook um, But so those as sort of a complementary accent ingredient uh, Can also be wonderful uh, Apples, bananas Those are all really good Apples, bananas I'd say blueberries um, Alright, so yeah My go-to fruits would be Apples, bananas, blueberries Watermelon and cantaloupe
0: <laughs> Do we need to worry about the seeds at all With any of those You know Usually, not so much with the apples. Are usually cut out anyways. But what about with the watermelon?
1: Oh, correct. Yeah, you don't want to do the seeds. Um, just uh, make sure there are no seeds or the rind. Don't want to do that. Just the flesh. Um, it's really good.
0: Really okay. Good. And you would categorize the fruit as, especially the ones that you mentioned, as more as um, a snack during the day or sort of a topping on a meal, but not necessarily yeah. part of any of the main ingredients. They're really good. But not necessarily in excess, and part of that is due to the sugar content.
1: Right? Yeah, I think you'd want to focus more on vegetables, and then and then fruits can be sort of a little complementary. Maybe a handful of blueberries, depending on how big your dog is. You know, small few blueberries if you have a little guy or girl, or maybe a handful if you have a big a big guy or girl. <laughs> so just a little bit.
0: Just a little bit. Okay, that's yeah. good to know.
1: Yeah, just yeah, just a little bit. Um, the vegetables should be more central
0: than the fruits. Okay. Yeah, that's that's really good to know. And I would assume they they would just naturally be more filling as well. Yeah. In terms of the meal and wine to make sure that your dogs are, you know, satisfied or whatever. You know, at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Oh God, my mind is spinning with so many different things. Can we? You know, can I'm we? also
1: can I? I just want I don't want to forget anything. So sure. <laughs> I'm also really big on. On beneficial oils. I think I mentioned uh, coconut oil yep. before too. So, um, you know, our dogs need fat and moisture. Um, so, you know, coconut oil is really, there's been a lot of research done on and its many different benefits. I mean, treatment for cancer and anti inflammatory, antibacterial. So, that's something you might want to try to include also. Um, and fish oil. Um, but that's that's sort of a whole nother. There are so many fish oil supplements. Um, I think if anybody wants to contact me through my website, I can sort of guide them on what kinds of fish oil to get. But, um, but yeah. So I just wanted to mention that the fats to the oils because that can really be beneficial as well.
0: Is the coconut oil good for um, dogs with dry skin at all? Kind of flaky, dry sure. skin. Yes. And is that yes. something that you would want to add? On a regular basis in, in every meal or is that something that it's really, really great, but not in large quantities? Um,
1: it's you know, if you have say a fifty pound dog, I'd say about a half a tablespoon a day. Um
0: Okay, let's just um get to what I'm really thinking. One of yeah. my one of my <laughs> older Yorkies. Yeah. And he you know, he was a client for a, a while, his mom passed away when she had gone to the hospital. And so then he just automatically stayed with me. And so he was probably mm-hmm. 10 years old by then. But he does. And, and I have another um, Yorkie as well, nine years old. And very, they must be just sort of a different breed of York, you know, different whatever of Yorkies. But he's just, his skin is just very dry. I don't get this. Okay, Sarah, so his skin, when I rub his skin, flaky, right? Yet, Mm -hmm. when I rub it enough, it's oily. I don't get it. How can it be both? Hmm.
1: Well, you know, there might be some sort of medical issue going on that would have to be diagnosed. Or it could just be that he's not getting enough moisture and enough fat. So I don't know if he's eating a dry Kibble or a wet food, um, but moisture is very important, and fat.
0: Okay, all
4: right. So and if well, they much...
1: getting enough, you know, if, if dogs are just eating kibble all the time, they're sort of always sort of dehydrated, and so they need to try to catch up with that all the time to try to get rehydrated. And then if they're not getting enough fat, then that will that will contribute to the dry skin, also.
0: Okay, and for all of my, but you
1: know, greasy. I'm sorry. No, you go. You go ahead. Oh. I was just gonna say, you know, greasy skin can also be um a medical thing, so you know, you'd wanna rule out any any issues that might cause greasy greasy skin too.
0: Like allergies or something. I know he came with like, a lot of
1: um, some endocrine issues can um can show up that way. So you just wanna you know, make sure there's nothing that's nothing medical that's causing it. Right. But if he's all clear with that, it could just be that he's he needs
0: more moisture and more fat. Yeah, and all of my dogs regardless of the of the size and 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 Sarah all my dogs are like former clients. They've all either passed away oh. or just decided oh. to to give them up, you know, so they just kind of stay with me. But um
1: oh.
0: I know. <laughs> I know it's amazing how how that happens. Good,
1: good for you. Um, good
0: job. <laughs> but um so it's all it's always a mix of mix of wet food, kibble, water, so it's kind of a soupy mix. Just so I, I know for sure mm-hmm. that they're getting, you know, some water every day if they're not big water bowl drinkers or whatever. And then a topping of a, f- a fr- fruit or a vegetable, just a little splash of fruit or vegetable on top. But, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but to me, you know, I'm I'm ready for more. I'm ready to, to to get into it more. But for the coconut oil, I'm just thinking for my little my little one there, little Ferrari um, with the dry skin. <laughs> is he? What would you recommend? safely, you know, before I talk it over with Dr. Nicole, who's of course all the vet for all my dogs, um, like maybe a teaspoon or half a teaspoon once a day, Um, what would be safe to start off before a diagnosis?
1: Yeah, I think one of the, that's some of the veterinary recommendations, um, from my readings and, and my research, um, about a half to one uh, teaspoon per 10 pounds of dog per day. Ten pounds. So, okay. if your dog weighs five pounds, about a quarter to te- quarter to a half a teaspoon per day.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Yes. Yeah, so half. So per ten pounds of dog, it would be half to one teaspoon. Okay. For ten pounds. Yeah.
0: Got that for sure.
1: And you might want to work up to that too. You know, just work up, um, just to make sure. Just you know that that the. adjust, um, which is always what I recommend for everything, you know, just start slow and work your way up um, just in case and just to let, especially for dogs who are not used to having anything different.
3: Exactly.
0: And we are going right into another commercial break. We'll be right back, pet, appreci- pet Appreciators.
3: Rudy Luther Toyota has a great selection of new vehicles, but Rudy Luther is one of the top 10 largest volume Toyota certified pre owned vehicle dealers in the country. They have the best cars, an amazing selection, and unbelievable pricing. With Rudy Luther Toyota Fair Value Pricing, you'll always get an unbeatable price on every vehicle. They'll give you that fair value price up front with no hassle. Online at Rudy Luther Toyota. Or stop by Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley.
2: Hello, this is Ralph Nader, host of the Ralph Nader Radio Hour. Join me and my guests every week when we dive deeply into the subjects that matter to you the most, but are rarely on the mass media. Every Sunday for Early Birds at 7 a.m. and Monday at 6 a.m. And if you're not an early bird, 9 p.m. on Monday, right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
5: It's Greek to Me has big news. They are now open for lunch Tuesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. That's right. You asked and they listened. Enjoy lunch amongst their new marketplace. If you can't join them in-house, make sure to check out their delivery services and remember them for your home or office takeout and catering. Visit It's Greek to Me on the corner of Lake and Lindale in Minneapolis at 626 West Lake Street in Minneapolis or at www.itsgreektomemn.com. Hi, this is Laura and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces and see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter.
2: I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland Stoves and fireplaces, and I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So, at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home.
5: Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you.
3: Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio. Newsflash about my show. It's now an hour long, running from 7 to 8 a.m. every Monday. The longer time slot will allow for interviews of idealists doing important work in the world. Ellie 2.0 Radio, listen every Monday from 7 to 8 a.m. My show, it's engaging and real, and it's on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota your AM950 weather. This is Eric Nelson. Today will be mostly cloudy and gradually becoming sunny with a high near 47 and a little around 30. Monday, mostly cloudy with a high near 50 and a little around 36, while Tuesday will be sunny with a high near 61 and lows only getting to around 50. Eat local. restaurant of the week is Milda's Cafe. This unique local restaurant offers one-of-a-kind hot dish specials every day and authentic finished pasties on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Located at 1720 Glenwood Avenue in Minneapolis, just east of Penn.
0: Welcome back, pet appreciators. Welcome back to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Kathy Menard here, your host, along with our wonderful guest, uh, Sarah Whitman. I'm calling in from the East Coast and she is the founder of, of, um, dogfoodcoach.com. Um, wonderful, wonderful website, um, express, uh, very, very focused on healthy nutritionists, uh, nutritional um, home cooking for your for your canine companions there, for your canine family members. You know, one thing that I, I would love to be able to get into now, Sarah, if, if you're okay with it, is just this concern and not as much information quite yet about the relationship between um, uh, grain-free diets and cardiac issues that are cropping up. And, you know, my concern is that, you know, there was no grain free diet a few years ago, five, five years ago, or whatever. And now suddenly, sometimes that's the majority of what you find in a store, in a pet food store, at least in some of the ones over here. And, um, or in some of the grocery stores or whatever, but grain free, grain free, grain free, that sometimes it's hard to find something that isn't grain free. And I think just, I'm not sure why that started. You know, if you have any feedback on that, I'm, I'm not, I'm not wh- quite sure why dog food companies started that. And, um, and I'm, I'm very curious if you have any knowledge about how the cardi- cardiology field, cardiac field, sort of came to their um, suspicions about the diet and the grain-free diet. And it just seemed like once one company started marketing grain-free, boom, they all went grain-free know they all carry grain free now and i just i just don't know why that started where it all came from and then how we're everybody's put it you know the nutritionists and, and the cardiologists are veterinarians are piecing this this grain free diet back to cardiac issues and i'm just going to let you talk you just start wherever <laughs> you want and just cover as much as you can about that if, with what you know okay is that okay
1: Yes. Okay. There's so so many different factors to this, so I'm hoping that I get everything that I'm thinking about. <laughs> so, where this all began, I believe and I think I'm correct, is that what are perceived as allergies are incredibly common in in dogs and in vet clinics. So, we're seeing a lot of um, itchy skin and and sneezing and all these and, and you know, diarrhea and sickness and and all these things that are perceived as allergies, when, in fact, a true allergy is really not that common. What's usually going on is a sensitivity to something or a reaction to a poor quality food. So in the pet food industry, the grains and, and actually every ingredient um, is not held to the same standard as, as human food. So you can get grains that are moldy or, you know, full of bugs. For instance, so the oh grains have been sort of maligned and and looked at as a bad thing when in fact it's not the grain itself. It's it's the quality of the grain in the pet food. So if you're gonna give your dog brown rice from the grocery store that you would eat, it's not gonna be the same brown rice as what's in the pet food. So I think that's one of the stems from this whole grain free thing is that, you know, we're seeing so many allergies things symptoms that are perceived as allergies, and it's been connected with, with the grain, but it's really just the quality of the grain. So, so there's been this whole grain-free craze. Oh, well, let's, you know, my dog is allergic to uh, X, Y, Z ingredient. Let's put him on a grain-free. So another ingredient, another um, factor of this is that a lot of the grain-free formulas are limited ingredients, again, to try to address what is perceived as an allergy. So pet parents might say, well, my dog is allergic to chicken, and so I can't give him a chicken recipe, so let's find a protein that he's never had before and see if that works. So a lot of the grain-free recipes will have um, what's known as a novel protein, something that they've never had before. So you're looking at kangaroo or you're looking at... uh, alligator or or some kind of protein that you know your dog has never eaten before so then what happens is that formula has let's say um kangaroo and um sweet potato and peas all right so you've got a novel protein you've got a sweet potato which is fine and you've got peas but the peas so there's so many different aspects of this um all right, um, so the heart issue is related to um, taurine, which is a type of amino acid. And the taurine is found in meats like turkey and beef and chicken and eggs. It's, we don't know as much about the taurine content in these novel proteins like uh, kangaroo or venison. So you're using a novel protein, that you don't know about as much as far as the taurine content. Then you've got the peas to boost the protein content, but it's not the right kind of protein. <laughs> so what you're getting is a concoction that's not supporting the heart in the proper way. So taurine is 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 um like I said, it's kind of, it's a type of amino acid that is very important to heart health. So these these grain free uh, formulas. Um, are in many cases causing a taurine deficiency, which is contributing to the heart issues. So it's it's got a lot of factors to it. I don't know if I'm – hopefully I'm explaining this in a way that's um, easy to understand. Do you have any questions so far? Um, yes, just a
0: couple <laughs> of them, but – You've been okay. very, very clear. I have found you to be okay, very, good. very clear. Yes. Um, and, I, and there's also been a fair number of callers. And so I'm kind of like going back and forth with the computer, seeing what their questions are, too, to make sure I get everything. Okay. Okay. Now, one other time I heard about kangaroo meat. Sorry, that does disgust me. That's that's just it. Alligator meat, too. Sorry, that does disgust mm-hmm. me. Venison, I've given them. Now, you're, I just want to double check. Venison, it's not... As well known or researched about the correct amounts of taurine um, levels that they offer,
1: right? And I don't know the level offhand. I could certainly look that up. Um, what about and, duck and, and lamb?
0: Duck and lamb seem to be real popular in the foods, at least here in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What
0: about those? You know,
1: there are ch- there are charts online um, that list um, all kinds of different foods and the best. Uh, sources for taurine, so that 's pretty easy to find. One of the richest sources is the dark meat turkey, so that 's like you know tried and true, we know all about it we 're familiar with turkey um, so yeah, I would suggest you know looking at the there is a chart there are many charts probably out there that have all the different levels but um, but see another factor is that if you 're using these novel proteins they 're often more expensive and hard to get. So they want to boost the protein content. And what they do is they add the legumes, like the peas or the beans, the lentils. But that's not the right kind of protein. See, they're boosting the protein content, but they're not boosting the correct amino acid profile to give to support the heart. And that's another issue.
0: That's so fascinating. So
1: yes, the food might have the, the right protein level, but it doesn't have the right amino acid level because taurine is only found in meats. Right. So they right. need, yeah, right. So that's another, that's another aspect of it. Okay. Is that, they're, yeah, they're getting taurine deficiency because they're not having enough of it in, in those formulas.
0: Thank goodness they found it though. You know what I mean? The, you know, I can just imagine yeah. that it was a, a puzzle to figure out suddenly why the spike in cardiac yep. issues with dogs that otherwise seem, number one, too young, no genetic yeah. history otherwise seem healthy like what's going
1: on right and basically dogs were just collapsing or you know just 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 collapsing and they're they're young and they're otherwise healthy and so people uh started to put these pieces together and go by the reports of the dog parents you know what, what are they eating and fortunately this is becoming more um we're, we're learning more about it now fortunately okay
0: so very, couple, sad. very very sad is there okay let's say that people uh just bought you know they're concerned they might be concerned right now and they just bought a you know 30 pound bag of dog food that's grain free mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. what can they do to feel safe while using that food what can they add can they add can they just boil or ground um boil or fried some ground turkey and add that, will that be?
1: You know, helpful? I can't, I can't, yeah, I mean, it can't hurt. Um, I can't um, testify that it's going to offer enough um, nutrition. So, you know, if people are willing to transition over to a more home cooked or even half and half or, you know, whatever they can manage, you know, do it slowly. Keep that 30 pound bag, but then just gradually start adding more whole foods like yes yeah, like turkey and beef and um these you know better protein sources and then the vegetables and then maybe they'll say hey you know i want to keep going <laughs> so yeah it's, it's hard you know it's scary because you don't know exactly if you buy any kind of pet food you don't know exactly um what you're getting you really don't even if it says something on the label there's been all kinds of um, mislabeling and vague labeling and, and you really just don't know exactly what you're getting.
0: Right, and we all know that the, that pet food is not held to the same standards as human food. I mean, that it's just right. kind of like the leftovers or whatever, but it is scary. And when you were talking, I mean, I just like, you know, I just had to hold my breath there for a second mm-hmm. while you were talking about, um, you know, some of the uh, grains that... Um, might have pesticides or bugs or whatever you were saying, you know, it's just like, because it's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what's going in, but it doesn't necessarily mean the quality, you know, is there.
1: Right. And it's not like dogs have to have grains to have a healthy heart, you know? So it's like, it's becoming confusing. Well, okay. Grain-free is bad. That means I have to give grains. Well, no, it's not the grains. It's what else is in that formula. You know, it doesn't have the right proteins in it. Right. So, I mean, my philosophy is just like old, old. you know, this is ancient stuff here, just real food, you know, stuff that you can get at your store. We don't have to, like, go to all these extremes to try to, you know, what about this? What about that? You know, what about this formula, that formula? And there's so much sickness out there in our pets, you know. And I really think that if we just tone it down a little bit and just go back to tried and true ingredients. We're going to see a huge difference,
0: right? And and do you feel the same way about? um, I think Kathy, what do you call it? Dehydrated foods. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of dehydrated. Then you have to soak it in water, and then how do you feel about that generally?
1: Um, You know, I don't know. I have to look at the what it is. You know, if it's you mean a commercial pet food? Yeah, there's so
0: many of them out there now.
1: Yeah, again, I mean, it's, what's the quality? You know, are you improving the quality or is it just the same thing in dehydrated form? You know, you'd have to, have to see what's in it. Right. What the source is, yeah.
0: Okay, so we're, we're, soon we're going to head into another commercial break. We've got one more okay. segment, um, and we've Go got ahead. two questions from two different callers. So I want to make sure I get to those right away um, as soon okay. as we come back from the commercial break. Sarah, this has been so mm-hmm. helpful, and I wish oh, we okay. had two hours instead of one. But it, it, is, a, it is a Sunday, and you're probably glad it's just one. <laughs> so Oh, no, um, this is great. Um, but anyway, stay with us, everybody. Sarah's going to be with us, too. Yeah.
3: One of the best parts of spring is the annual Easter Brunch Buffet at the Park Tavern. Enjoy Easter ham and herb crusted beef, Eggs Benedict, Atlantic cod, a variety of salad, sides, and desserts. Seatings are at 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Sunday, April 21st, and reservations are recommended. 20.95 for adults, 14.95 for seniors, kids are 10.95, and five and under are free, and don't forget the hour of free bowling with every reservation. On Louisiana Avenue, north of Highway 7 in St. Louis Park, and at parktavern.net, a great Easter brunch with family is easy at the Park Tavern.
2: I'd like to thank over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners for choosing Warner Stellion to be their appliance specialist. Now through April 15th, get our guaranteed lowest price on a KitchenAid or Bosch dishwasher. Then save more with trusted free installation. Save hundreds on amazing laundry pairs by Whirlpool, smart refrigerators by Samsung, and beautiful kitchen suites by LG. Save on more brands and get the unmatched services you've come to expect. Through April 15th, during Warner Stellion's customer appreciation sale.
4: Hi, I'm Donna Minter, founder and executive director of the Minnesota Peacebuilding Leadership Institute. Please join us Wednesday, April 24th from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Riverview Theater in Minneapolis for LunaFest, our women's film festival for community peacebuilding. We'll show eight internationally curated short films by, for and about women. We'll raffle off seven baskets filled with thousands of dollars worth of gift cards, merchandise, and service vouchers. This year, Minneapolis City Council Vice President Andrea Jenkins will be our honorary Lunafest Chairwoman. $25 gets you eight short films and festivities. $50 gets all of that and the after party at the Riverview Cafe. The best part is... The proceeds benefit Minnesota Peacebuilding Leadership Institute programs and our racial and economic equity trainee scholarship fund. To learn more and purchase tickets, visit MNPeace.org and find LunaFest under events. That's MNPeace.org. See you there. Does your dog deserve food that is as wholesome as the food you feed your family? Food that is natural without artificial ingredients? At Total Dog Company, we carry Nature's Logic brand dry and canned foods. Nature's Logic pet foods are made without any synthetic vitamin mixes or other synthetic nutrients. All the goodness comes from real food. Find Nature's Logic at Total Dog Company in New Hope right off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at totaldogcompany.com.
0: Thanks for sticking with us, Pet Appreciators. And again, if you're just joining us, uh, it's the last segment here of the the Pet Connection Show for this Sunday. But Sarah Whitman is here with us. Um, she has a, a Master of Science degree in uh, nutrition, holistic nutrition, and that includes canine nutrition. And boy, oh boy, has she given us a wealth of information. And we are just going to um, continue on um, right up until the very last second, trying to get as much in, uh, additional information from Sarah to benefit our, our pets' lives, our dogs' lives, because we know how much you love them and care about them and, and how special they are and such a big part of our families. And so um, so uh, our gift, one of our best ever gifts we can give our dogs is good nutrition. And so, I, again, I just want to have Sarah talk and talk and talk and share and share and share and just enrich our minds, um, educate us to be better uh, pet owners in terms of the nutrition. Now, like I said, there was um, a couple questions, but there's actually three uh, that came in from callers, and again, we just couldn't get them on the air with some technical dif- difficulties to have more than one line going at a time. but one of the the first one heres um, Sarah, is somebody wants to know which vegetables to avoid altogether, which are just not good vegetables.
1: Well, that's a very good question. There are lists online um, that are pretty comprehensive, um, but some of the ones that are off the top of my head are onions. Um, macadamia nuts—that's not really a vegetable, but um, so garlic is controversial these days. It's uh, some say it's good, some say it's bad. Um, so that's that's uh, if if an iffy one. Um, do you use it? So you know, I do in small quantities, especially during uh, parasite season please and ticks. We have a lot of ticks around here in Connecticut. Um, So I sometimes will put, you know, a clove of garlic, cook a clove of garlic into, uh, say, a one-pound meat-based recipe. But I don't do it every day, and I don't do it all year long. So it's, and, and, you know, garlic is found in a lot of uh, supplements, uh, pet supplements also. So it's just, you know, it's in the same family as onion, so there's been some controversy around it. Sure. So sure. I won't say I won't say use it, and I won't say it. you know it's something that's um, that's an iffy. But there are there are really good um, lists. I believe ASPCA has a pretty comprehensive list of what not to feed. Chocolate, of course, but again, that's not a vegetable. Um, yeah, so I would refer to the list online.
0: Okay. All right. We can do that. Um, uh, one question, though, is. Um, what about green, leafy, like for salads? Uh, mm-hmm. Healthy, Good. unhealthy. Yes. Like I read online, because yep. I used to give, like when I have a lot of salads, I just love a salad a day, just something fresh and crisp. And, and um, sometimes I would give some of my dogs just a, a piece of lettuce. Mm-hmm. And one time, one of my dogs got sick after that, kind of like, just collapsed like not not breathing, but just paralyzed like a little bit, and it was very short, and there was two short episodes, and I immediately took him to the vet. nothing wrong, nothing wrong, whatever, but I did go online because that day he didn't only have his piece of lettuce he he was fast and got his sisters, and so um but then I read online that green leafy veggies can have too much iron and too much iron can be toxic and then right away i felt like i almost killed my dog so like what are your thoughts on that and i never know online if i'm getting a true source or not
1: yeah well you know let's take spinach for example yes it has iron but it's really not that absorbable so if you're using spinach as an iron source you're not going to get too much iron um i think leafy vegetables are fine um i don't know what happened there with the lettuce um you know if it was some kind of exotic you know one of those mescaline mixed exotic things that i I just don't know i I don't know about that um yeah they didn't either but yeah i haven't heard anything bad about using leafy greens okay at all over the years i've heard nothing okay good good um the one thing i should say is the uh I don't know if you know about the Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 lists, um, no. but you can look those up. But the Dirty Dozen, every year this uh, organization puts out a list of Dirty Dozen, meaning the worst pesticide-laden um, vegetables and the cleanest. So the Dirty Dozen, the new number one and number two vegetables are spinach and kale. So if you can get those in organic form, that would be great because they are sort of higher in pesticides now nowadays. Um Still so healthy, you know, it's just something to keep in mind if you can get organic spinach and kale, that'd be good.
0: Oh, I never even would have thought about that. Not that I don't think about organic, yeah, but I mean it was just like yeah, the whole yeah. Yeah, just
1: just Google uh dirty dozen and clean fifteen and you'll see the list. Yeah.
0: Oh, excellent idea. Okay. Nice. And then the the um another question was fatty lumps, are they related to grain free diets?
1: Oh, boy, you know, I don't know the answer to that. (laughs) Um, Fatty lumps are generally not harmful, right? Um, But, you know, I'm not a vet. I can't say. I really can't say that. Um, I don't know the answer to that.
0: Okay. Then we'll just Uh jump um, right to the the last one just because we've got just under three minutes. And I want to make sure we get all the questions in from the people that called. Thank you, callers, too, by the way. Okay. Okay. Dietary advice for an older dog that has pancreatitis and chronic stomach trouble.
1: hmm Do you have any... That's, a, that's something that might take a little bit longer than a couple minutes. If that person wants to contact me, um, I would be very happy to try to pinpoint some things that we can do.
0: Okay. All um, right. Yeah. And, and she can go to your website. Can you just give us some of your contact information?
1: Um, sure. Well, dogfoodcoach.com, you can fill out the contact form there, or my email is dogfoodcoach at gmail.com.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Because that, that kind of thing, I think, warrants a little bit more attention.
0: Right. And Sarah, the last time you were on, and I and I don't know if you still offer this at, at all or not, but is uh, if people become a member... Wasn't there like a 30-minute consultation that came with that or something like that? What What are some of the real quick components of what it would be to become a member of, of your
1: whatever? Yeah, the monthly, I have um, uh, all kinds of member content. So I don't have the 30-minute consult as part of the monthly membership. It's just all of the content that's in there, so recipes, articles, um all the stuff that I put up is available to members only. Okay. Um, sometimes I'll put up, you know, some free content, but um, but it's it's I do offer consults, but that's a separate separate thing.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. Because I knew there was something there with that. I wasn't sure if that was part of the membership or just yeah, something. Yeah, things
1: may have changed since. The last time we spoke, yeah, yeah, yeah two years ago. Yeah.
0: But there is an awful lot on her on her website, and um, uh, uh, just a phenomenal resource to any pet owner anywhere in the country. And we all know, don't we, pet appreciators, pet owners that have concerns about nutrition and meal times. We all know somebody. We've even been the those people ourselves, those pet owners ourselves. Well, Sarah is like, Sarah is like. Um, You know the go-to person here Uh, don't be afraid to to go on our website contact her just enrich yourself give yourself that gift so in turn you can give yourself the the best nutritional gift you can for your dog sarah we're down to the last few seconds thank you kindly i'm sure we'll call you to have you back i hope you will and we wish everybody a great start to the week